welcome to the podcast. Coming to you from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Leg of the Ozarks Podcast, Studio B. This is the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. It's all free. You know, you can download any of these free apps to any mobile device, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcast, iTunes Store, Spotify. They're all free. Then you can join the thousands upon thousands listening every week from all over this blue marble planet. Places like, of course, the good old USA and Australia, the UK, Philippines, Brazil, Mexico, Nigeria, Switzerland, Canada, Singapore. I mean, the list goes on and on. Join these all over the world tuning in. So good to have you along today. You know, the word of God works in any language, in any culture, in any land. Blessings to you all today. How is everybody doing today? Of course, you remember we are in a series titled Doorways to Deception. And uh, we've looked at so much, and again, if you've missed any of the previous 13 podcasts in this particular series, you can go back and listen to them in one of those apps that I mentioned, and actually a whole lot of apps that I did not mention. There are many other ways that I'm not even aware of that I see on the analytics here that you can listen. So just take your chance, man. Punch it in. The new old school podcast. See what happens. I bet you can find us. But uh, go back. I have those archived for you in order, and you will want to do that to go back and listen to these previous podcasts. We have seen some pretty amazing and some very strange things that open us up to deception and allows the enemy a place in our lives. And you know, we have to do that, by the way. He, he doesn't just get to take place. We give place. He, he doesn't have that kind of authority. He doesn't have that kind of power to just do something in your life. And so a little uh, checklist here for you today then at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, if you are suffering some effects of what it is that Satan has to offer in your life, then the checklist could be, boy, what door have I left open? Because he can't just do it. He can't just do it. And we've seen some pretty wild things that open us up to uh, the enemy in our lives. And he is a deceiver of the brethren, though. That is the thing, right? The father of lies. He's had thousands of years to perfect his craft. So this is why we have to be on our toes, so to speak. We need to be aware, ready, so that if deception comes, well, we're going to recognize it. We're going to shut it down, thus halting any of the enemy's plans in our lives. Today, and this one uh, most likely will be broken up into a couple podcasts on this topic. And, uh, man, this is one that I have seen and lived and experienced. And, I mean, I just got to tell you, I really don't like this one. It hurts my heart to talk about this one. But the deception of division, division, the doorway of division, divisiveness, man, I just, I, I hate this one. I have to deal with this one. No lie. It's, it's, it's probably not a far stretch to say every single week, every single week, I have to uh, have a talk with somebody or someones and put out fires and counsel and phone calls and meetings. And I'm like, this is ministry, right? I mean, uh, aren't, we, aren't we doing this for king and kingdom? It's just kind of ridiculous because people refuse to see that the devil is trying 
to divide us. No, it's, it's not always so-and-so, and they did this to me and that to me. People, please, for the love of all that's holy, please wake up. This one to me is so personal, I have seen good people. I mean, people that right now should be in this ministry with me by my side. I have watched as Satan has taken them out. And not just with me, but in ministry altogether. Just get taken out. And as Peter, uh, as Jesus said to Peter, hey, listen, buddy, Satan looks to sift you as wheat. He's looking to separate you from what it is that God's called you to do. He's looking to sift you, to, to divide you. This one to me, divisiveness, is so satanic. And I mean, I, I just cannot, I cannot stand this. It hurts me so bad. People being divided from that unique place in the body of Christ in which God has carved out for you. And what I'm really talking about is unity in the body of believers. None of us were called to walk this alone, but rather, as the Bible says in 1 Corinthians, we are called as a body to work together. All the pieces doing their job. And um, it might be a strange way to say it, but I feel like we have crippled. We, we have made the body of Christ a cripple. I know that's kind of a weird way to say it, but right now, because I'm going to tell you, so many refuse to stay together. In Acts 4.23, we see that they had been detained. They're accused. They've been on trial. But then it says in Acts 4.23, and being let go, they went to their own companions or their own company. And they reported all that the chief priest and the elders had said to them. They went to their own company. I mean, they just kind of got it handed to them by these guys, really kind of beaten up on them. And, and so they went to their own company. It's going to be so important now more than ever. I believe that you really have a solid company of people that you can get in with. And I'm telling you right now, this deception that, well, it's just me and Jesus, that's crap. I'm sorry, that's crap. Uh, Jesus had 12. Jesus sent them out in pairs, the 70. They traveled together on missionary journeys in pairs. Do not forsake the gathering together, he says. So it's a lie that you can just make it on your own because let me tell you, let me tell you, everyone that I have ever met that says, well, it's just me and Jesus, like I don't need the church or I don't need a ministry or I don't need to be involved with another group or gathering or some would even say organized religion then. Well, let me tell you, those people that I have met are the weirdest people that I have ever met. They have weird ideas about God. That's my observation. And they aren't really accomplishing anything for the kingdom either. I mean, you really think about it. Right? Peter and John returned into their own company, and it was there together as a family. They prayed together, and the place literally shook from the power of God through their prayers. God is all about unity. People don't think that he's not. Maybe I should say it this way, because for me, it's not really just unity. Uh, it's family. Okay, Talking about us coming together as family, because the reality is families fight, but you stay together because we're family, right? Now, we can disagree. Uh, so here recently, as always, uh, something came up and here, um, came up here and guys were working together in the church. And as it goes, uh, I know how to do it better than the other guy, right? I've got ideas and I've got experiences. And so here we go. A simple construction project on the stage at church, adding two ends to extend the stage. V very simple. And boom, an argument breaks out and yelling and accusations and, uh, you don't know how to do, and I know how to do, and this is wrong, and this is right, and it just got so ridiculous. Now, this had started before I'd walked in on it, but as I did walk in on this end part of an argument, 
Uh, and as it is going and it's getting heated, I walked out and I said, well, get it settled right now one way or another and don't get any blood on my carpet, right? I mean, whatever, get it done. So the guy who was the loudest one in the argument, of course, is going to track me down a couple of days later and here we go. Well, this and that and I'm and he did and he said and I, and I said, you know what? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about right or what was wrong. You brought division into the house of God, and that I cannot tolerate, and you know that. And he says, so, so I guess I'm kicked out of the church, right? I said, shut up. We're family, and families fight. I said, but they also forgive, and they also apologize too, right? The devil so wants us to just cut people off and out. Guys, I won't do it. Because that man belongs to my family. He needs a company to go to in the hard times to help, right? To lift him up and to save his life. Our responsibility is to hear it out. We might even disagree, but at the end of the day, we're family. And that's how we handle things here head on, hard at times, but always in love. And we need to start doing what these did. When somebody comes and division seems to be raising its ugly head, could you stop and pray together? The place was shaken and they had power and they were filled with boldness. I'm telling you, the devil wouldn't even know what to do if we did this. Back to first, we are Christians, right? By the way, we are Christians. Well, but he, ah, but we're Christians, right? Right? Serving, serving God. It's about him, not about you. 1 Corinthians 12, this is where God talks about the body. And remember that he is saying that we, we are the body of Christ, Christ's body. This seems very important, doesn't it? In verse 18, he says that he placed every member in the body where he pleases. So God has a specific place for everyone, right? Now, understanding, we know God actually created the human body, every cell, every ligament, every, I mean, every little thing about the human body, right? He, he placed it where it pleased him and it all had a purpose, and so now he's likening that unto, hey, I'm placing people into the body as well, right? And a lot of different bodies. We got a lot of bodies, not just one. We got a lot of bodies, right? Uh, you know, and I'm talking about, let's say we're just talking today, individual uh, churches, ministries, right? People that are going to work together. Uh, and, and it's a place that uh, gives room for you to bring your supply to the body, right? God has a specific place for you. And this is going to give you room to bring your supply, where you can receive from him and grow in strength and bring your supply for the success of the rest of the body. I say this to say we cannot continue to be crippled anymore. Um, and you're just going to have to stop. If you're one that does this, stop acting like your place isn't important. I, I think I see a little more of that than maybe I do the my place is super important. Um, I, there is some of that, but, but it's more that people act like your place isn't important. Look what he says, 1 Corinthians 12. For as the body is one, has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are still one body, so also is Christ. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If an ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the, where would the body be? 
But now indeed there are many members, yet one body, and the eye cannot say of the hand, I don't have any need of you, nor again the head of the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. Seems pretty clear, doesn't it? What are we saying? Nobody can say, I don't need you. And nobody can say I'm more important than the other part because at the end of the day, it's the whole that suffered or it's the whole that grows. No schism, no division. Um, Guys, this is why I'm so passionate about this issue of division. And when I say passionate, that is an understatement. Uh, Look, if my hand was severed from my body, I could go on living, right? I mean, no problem. I would be hindered, but... I can go on living, but the hand severed from the body, it can't survive, can it? See the trick here? Well, you know what? I'm just going to go on. They don't need me anyways, and I'll be fine. No, you won't. No, you won't. We'll be hindered. You'll be dead. God called you to be a part. My hand doesn't say, well, I like that other guy's body over there better. He seems to have bigger arms, so I want to go over there and be a hand on his body. No. Stay here and help the arm that you're attached to to grow bigger because the arm can't do it without you. Do you see what I'm saying? Satan looks to always separate. And God had called you to be a part of a particular body because of the blood flowing or the anointing that happens to be in that body, right? That's the blood flow that God sees will work in your particular body type. Does that make sense? This is why God places you in certain places because the flow in that particular body is your blood type, if you will. That's the blood flow that God sees will work for your type. God has given ministry gifts, as we see in Ephesians 4. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the calling with which you were called with all lowliness, gentleness, long-suffering, bearing one another in love, bearing one another in love, bearing one another in love, that sounds like a challenge, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace, endeavoring, again, it sounds like uh, a bit of a challenge. There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called into one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is above all and through all and in all. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plot, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things in him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effect of working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. It just seems very simple and and self-explanatory here. The devil so wants to keep you from this 
because of the power in it. I'm talking about the power coming from you individually, your part, until we all come into the unity of the faith. That's the body working together like our natural bodies. Once you were born, it began to try to figure out what each part needs to do so that you could walk, you could talk, you could function as a human being, and all the parts did what was necessary to fulfill their function. Some needed to be very strong, like legs, let's say, to carry, but my ear just needed to listen, right? Both very important to carry and to listen. Once we begin to be matured in the body, look, look what it says, because this is what I deal with in people who have been in this for a minute, and it, it, it drives me a bit nuts sometimes because I'm like, what don't you get? It says we need to come together, take your place, Accept it as where God puts you. Stop saying, well, I, I want to be a mouth. That's what most people want, I've noticed. They want to be a mouth. They want that pulpit so they can speak. I want to be a mouth because I have a ministry too. I'm called too. Yeah, you are to be a different part. And here's why. It, it just so puts me out of my mind sometimes because we all want the body to grow. And please hear my heart today because I get to see the big picture, Right? No, you don't get to be a mouth. Uh, you have to be a toe. Why? Why? A hand, an elbow. Why? Why? If I go over there, they're going to let me be a mouth. Well, guess what? Then they'll suffer for that. And so will you because at the end, it's the end goal, right? All parts doing what they're supposed to do. Not worrying about the other one, but helping to make up for a weakness until another one gets strong. Not cutting off a toe. That's what people want me to do. Well, just fire this person. Just let them go. Well, we would suffer for that. How about we pick up the slack and help heal it? Is that too much to ask? Because it's only then that we're no longer going to be like children tossed to and fro, carried with every wind of doctrine and sleight of men and cunning, cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Once the body starts functioning together, it's like keeping out a bad virus, uh, keeping out viruses and germs from the body. That, that weight to kill us. No, we're strong. We're a strong body of believers that don't allow viruses in here because we're healthy. That's when you grow. So this is why at certain times, people must be addressed who Satan is using, lying in wait to deceive. They, might, they may not even know it, but if they refuse, and I'm talking about someone that we've had to address here, right, that, that we've been questioned about bringing nothing but lies and division into the church. And so we, we have to address this. It's like a virus. And if left too long, trouble and division. So there are times when they refuse to change. Well, they have to move on down the road. And that's a sad reality in those whom Satan has deceived. Now, we have a, a, a responsibility as a part of the body to be there. Do the works uh, of that particular part in which you were called to do. This is why it's so important to be there, be in the body, show up so we can grow and become stronger and do the work that we were called to do. And so just so you know, because so many just can't believe that sometimes you got to cut some folks out and we've had to do it here. It wasn't until the hundredth chance though, but eventually look what your Bible says, Romans 16, 17 and 18. I, I appeal to you, brethren, to be on your guard concerning those who create dissensions and difficulties and cause divisions in opposition to the doctrine, the teaching which you have been taught. I warn you to turn aside from them too, to avoid them. For such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites and base desires. And by 
integrating and flattering speech, they beguile the hearts of the unsuspecting and simple-minded people. God said to Markham, keep track of those who continue to cause strife and division, and to what else? Avoid them. Now, that's Bible. See, these people will never come across as bad people. No, they sound good. They act like they have good intentions and they talk a good talk and I just need ministered to and I just needed some help. And all the while they're bringing a virus to the body and they aren't looking for the simple, uh, they, are, they are looking for the simple or the unsuspecting or the naive, right? Simple doesn't mean dumb. It means you're unaware. I've seen it in here. Those uh, who are not called to my part of the body to watch and see what's going on. And they see someone who we have cut off and they're like, why why would you do that? They just needed help and they weren't bad people. No, no, no. You're not called to see what I see. My eyes will see something and tell the brain to tell the foot, hey, walk over here this way because I see a pothole and you're going to fall in it and get hurt. My foot doesn't say, hey, I'm in charge down here. I've got it. We're going to keep going forward. The foot isn't called to see the danger. That's the eyes and the brain working together. So again, It's about the unity of the body working together to know each role and its function to avoid potholes in the end, maintain the health of the body. Stop trying to be a different body part. I say this because these are things that I have to deal with here. I can see it. And it's such a waste of time because you're not fulfilling the part you were called to do. You would be so happy if you would just do it and allow that particular place to grow but you won't even allow it to grow because you keep getting disjointed, dysfunction. People that want to be a different body part. Well, it's falling apart then. I don't need five feet, six mouths, and four hands. Please hear my heart today because I've seen this on the flip side of this before too, where I was able to teach this at one point in my ministry. I would travel in the very early days, help set up church staff and ministries. That's what I used to do to get them to see all the importance of doing their part. And I saw many who got it. And uh, wow, like a well-oiled machine. All the parts working for the glory of God. Those places, and I'm talking about, let's, let's say churches, those places, in, they grew, they thrived when people began to take their place and really function in the particular body part that they were called to do. Of course the body grew. You think about in the natural, I like to lift weights. I like to exercise. But I am telling you, it takes every single thing functioning properly because I can tell you, um, let's say bench press, for instance, that's all about the chest, right? You're trying to build your chest, but I'll tell you what, when your shoulder's hurting, it's hard to do bench. When you got a tricep hurting, it's hard to, it's hard to bench the way you want to. And it'll, it will affect the way you're trying to build that particular part of the body. And overall, it will affect the entire body, that pain, that signal, right? I've seen where it works. And, and I mean, what a healthy, body and the grace of God was upon the people to do their jobs and they were blessed. They were blessed as, as anybody would be. And it was growing in strength, right? Uh, the muscles grow. That's faith, the faith muscle to believe bigger where five pound problems aren't a problem anymore. That's what I'm talking about. The schism in the body guys, where we have to not allow this deception, uh, this lie that I'm not important or so-and-so is more important, or I desire to be a different part or do a different thing right there. Guys, I'm telling you, Uh, five pound problems will continue to be a five pound problem all the time. And you're going to keep messing with little bitty things you don't even need to be messing with until we all get into the unity of the body of Christ, where we come together to be mature or perfect, that complete body. 
Start doing your part. I promise you, my biceps like it when they start to get bigger and stronger, right? They, they enjoy that. And in turn, it does help the rest of the body. But my biceps like, oh, now I get it. Now, oh, now I see now. Oh, as I'm getting bigger and healthier, I, I like what I'm doing, right? That's where we've got to be. I don't mess with five-pound problems, right? Now I'm moving on to 50-pound problems that we're tackling because why? We can grow in strength because each part is simply just doing its job. And that's, that's where the devil has a really hard time bringing in division because now this body's way too healthy. This body's way too healthy, and we see that. And like any healthy body, our spirit man is like that immune system, and it can easily fight off any viruses. It can keep the body going forward. It's going to continue to grow, and then what? It's going to be a blessing For what? So that we can finally see the glory of God being manifest in our presence through the work that we do, that he's called us to do. How do we do it? He said, it's all about unity. We've got to come together, friends, in our particular bodies that you are called to be a part of. Again, that's where that blood flow, that's where that anointing that is for you in particular to grow, to keep you healthy, even in your own personal life, right? Because it's important for blood flow to get to my fingers get to my toes, right? Yes, I mean, I want it everywhere else, but these little parts that we sometimes don't even think about, and yet I tell you what, stub your toe and see what happens. Oh my goodness, right? I mean, boy, I'm telling you, right? So what are we saying? Please, please, please take your place. You've got to take your place. Don't allow pride to come in and say, well, if I'm not an eye, then what's the point? If if I'm not an ear, if I'm not a mouth, if I'm not... Friends, it's really all centered in pride. God has sat you right where he wants you. That's what the Bible said. You've got to accept that. We keep getting disjointed, and if we're going to keep doing that, friends, like I said, we are making the body of Christ a cripple. We don't want to do it. We don't want to do it. Don't do it. I mean, I hate that statement, the body of Christ a cripple. But it's an ugly thing, right? Don't do it. It's a nasty business, friends. Continue. So what do you do? What do you do? Uh, In the same way that I continue to build my body, we got to do what? You got to eat right, right? What am I talking about? Feeding on the word of God. You got to eat right. Take in that word of God, right? Don't allow outside influences to get in there. You got to eat right. You got to take in that word of God, right? Drink of the word of God. Allow the spirit of God to continue to influence that particular body part, right? And then the other thing, even in the natural, what you could do at that particular body part, uh, what you could do is you could actually begin to study and learn uh, in the natural what it would take, like like, uh, when I lift weights, right? I've had to study, well, what builds biceps, what builds triceps, right? What It's different. I can't do squats and think I'm going to build my chest, right? That's for my legs. So in the natural, it's you really taking those steps to ask Holy Spirit or even in the natural to begin to see, hey, what could I do in this particular area of the body to be stronger, to be bigger, right? To, to be more powerful in my part so that I can supply, right? Because I mean, I'm telling you, I, I appreciate having my hands, but as strong as my hands could be, I could have a bicep that maybe would say, hey, I can lift all this, but if my hands couldn't hold it, if my hands weren't strong enough, or my wrists or the tendons, right, uh, then my bicep could say, hey, I, I could do uh, all this other weight, but my hands are like, I can't handle it. You see what I'm talking about, how it works together, how it truly affects each 
part. But in the end, guys, we understand it's just about the whole body. So you got to be fed, right? Rested well, uh, not worried about being all these other parts and pieces. Because what we want to do, again, it, it, oh, God is so about unity, right? And, and, and focusing on the body and the unity of it coming together, that full functioning body. But you've got to remember this, though. It's not just, for instance, the Midwest Healing Center, uh, Church at the MHC. Oh, I'm a part of that body. No, no, no. Come on. Look at it so much bigger than that. We are the body of Christ, the body of Christ. Look at it that way. Don't, don't, don't look at it too small. I want you to look bigger. When somebody walks in, let's say, to a particular area or place that you're connected with, will they see the body of Christ? What does that mean? Will they get ministered to in the way that they need to get ministered to? If they're not, it's because we have a schism. We have a problem. We're crippled. And guys, people can see that. They can see that. It's no secret when there's underlying uh, tensions and things going on and attitudes. Guys, we don't hide that very well. You can try, right? Just like in the natural body, when something happens, people can tell when you're off, right? They can tell when you're off a little bit. It may be nothing more than I just have a headache, right? I have a headache. People can tell when you're off. You don't hide it very well, and we don't hide it very well in the body of Christ. We don't hide those things very well. We try to act like we do. We put on our church face. We put on that smile, but in the end, we're not fooling anybody and especially not fooling the enemy, and, and it's so dangerous. Just like any wound in the body, if, if it's left undone too long, we're going to have a bigger problem because it'll what? it will start to affect the other body parts. Or allowing viruses in and not being strong enough to fight them will affect and ultimately bring death to that body. Please hear my heart today. It's not about just laying down pride and attitudes and just going. It's not about going with the flow. It's truly the blessing that will come when you can discover what your supply is. Guys, I've got cells in my body, and I don't have a clue where they're at or what they do, but I'll tell you what, if I didn't have them, we'd have a problem, right? A, a cancer could come in, or even if a cancer comes in or a precancer, the healthy cells can attack that thing and do its job without me even knowing what is going on, right? I, I wouldn't even know what was going on. That's how it's got to be in the body of Christ, right? Things just getting handled getting handled with nobody even knowing why because the anointing is on that body of Christ. Could you see yourself as the body of Christ? I don't think any of us would ever purposely hinder Jesus from doing ministry. But if you're not, if you're not connected and being a part of the body, there is a schism, a schism. We're disjointed. And friends, that's painful. It is painful. And the other parts have to try to cover that. Now, the cool thing is, if you are suffering, if you are hurting, then the other parts should kick in and carry you until you get strengthened and help to strengthen you. That's why we're not going to cut people off, guys. Don't cut people off and don't allow yourself to be cut off. You have to be strengthened. You have to be connected. You have to have the blood flow, right? The anointing. And you have to have the others to be able to help strengthen you 
don't just walk away if something has happened. You got to pray. You got to pray. Satan is always looking to sift you, to separate you, to disjoint you. Uh, And he's going to even fool you with, like I said, well, it's just you and Jesus. It's just you and Jesus. Like I said, I I can lose a pinky finger and I can still function, but that finger will be dead, being separated. Don't allow Satan to deceive you, friends. Because I, I want to see the full ministry of Jesus on display again, right? And if we are the body, then people ought to be able to walk into this body or whatever body you're connected to. They ought to be able to be healed. They ought to be able to have demons cast out of them. They ought to be able to worship and get into the presence of God. Uh, they ought to be able to, to be baptized in the Holy Ghost, to get born again, to have their needs met. I mean, you just think of the function and what Jesus did, and that's us. When people walk in and it's functioning like that on all cylinders, if you will, then we ought to be able to see that glory of God being manifest in our presence. You want to talk about revival. You want to talk about something amazing happening. Get this unity back together. Step in and connect and get connected. And man, we're going to see things that, like my Uncle Dave said, would make you talk to yourself. Come on, please take your part seriously. Don't worry about being another part. Just be sure that the part that you've been assigned is healthy and up and running. So we're going to keep that division out of the church. Come on, you, you make it, you make it your, your goal, your ministry, that we're going to be way too strong for the enemy to attack this body. He, he's not going to attack this part of the body. I'm way too strong, way too strong. Get connected today, people. Get connected. Then what? You're going to give God his place. You're going to take your place. Then we can put the devil in his place. Come on, that's all the time I have for today. Thank you for joining me on the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Hey, until next time, I'm taking my place in attempting the ridiculous and achieving the miraculous. Miraculous.